Hey, Melody. Hey, Peter. Drew's busy because his work does not stop ever. Because he's important. He is important. He's doing all the things. Uh, and summers are time to prep for fall. But he's and, still working, though, right? Yeah, or, well, he, he doesn't have a summer off. Like, he still has a job in the summer. Are, but isn't his school still in session, or are they out already? Um, I actually don't know. Longer. They might go longer. I know my son has, this is his last week of school. Okay, my that's son. kind of what I was thinking, was that he was still working. Right. Well, I mean, since he's IT now, even when classes stop, that's yeah. kind of when there'll be a whole bunch of summer projects. And and this year, that's going to be like a whole bunch of prepping for <laughs> the for the who knows fall where everyone's like, oh, yeah, the who knows fall. Right. Mm -hmm. Are we going to be in person? Are we going to be remote? Are we going to be start remote and go in person, start in person, go remote, be 50-50 all the time? Or something. Yeah, some yeah, sort so of weird hybrid model. We don't know what's happening. Yeah, so it's a, that's a ton of work for, for his end of things, since he has to basically prep for everything. That's that. So, so good luck right. to Drew. <laughs> he is, he's earning the money. Um, but today, I thought we would talk about office hours, uh, which are which are a little mysterious, I think. And I think well, we not have, for us. But for, I well, for me, like they're pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> for anyone who's not me or you, you know, yeah. they. I think they are a little bit mysterious. And uh, it's been so long since I've been on the other side, and and I think we've talked about them in on the podcast or something like them we touched on them i would say yeah uh when we have talked about stuff but we haven't really addressed like you know what the heck are office hours so melody what are office hours um well there are times when i i said well first of all i'm required um to set aside a specific amount of time it does differ i think from institution to institution about how much time per hour usually um, like one hour per class, or I don't even remember, um, that you have to be available and physically in your office, well, before COVID, <laughs> uh, <laughs> to be available for students to come in and visit with you. Um, and so those are typically set times that are mapped out on the syllabus at the beginning of the semester. And ideally, anytime you stop by your professor's office during that time, they will be there. Um, but you may still want to confirm and make an appointment. Mm. That's yeah. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. I'll just, although it is sort of interesting you say students come by to visit, which makes it sound like a social call. They can. They can it's come true. by it's and true. They call. Can. I've, I've had students stop by, although usually they don't bother with office hours. They're just walking by like, hey, what's up? That's true. You know. That's true. Um, yeah, so yeah, I want to echo that. The office hours... Uh, despite the name, it's meant to it's it's meant that I am in my office as opposed to for office work. So I may be doing office type of work like grading or writing solutions or writing emails or doing any other kind of work for work. Well, yeah, because I mean, I don't know about you, but I never have a line of students out the door. So <laughs> I do sometimes, Rarely. like, well, I'm not going to sit here and stare at the wall, so I guess I'll Right, yeah, so I'll, I'll pass the time by doing work, but the, the point of office hours uh, is to 
be available to my students um, specifically for, for help, for when, when they have questions and there's things they don't understand um, or, yeah, and usually, you know, for classes and stuff like that. So they're really, um, they're meant as something like, is that, it's like tutoring, I guess. But does that, does that sound right? I think so. Um, yeah, it's like one-on-one. -on -one. So I don't know. Um, I mean, you teach first year, uh, what's it called? Oh, Writing gosh. seminar? Yes. <laughs> How do I not remember the name of that? Um, you I only was like, created the course. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, experience. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but so whenever, I mean, as a writing teacher, I regularly schedule one-on-one -on -one sessions with students to talk about their writing. And so it might seem a little, I don't know, more natural for students to come in and talk to me like that, as opposed to classes maybe where they don't have those things. But yeah, it is kind of like a tutoring session. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, in it's, I know it can be kind of intimidating. I certainly have had students who are intimidated by me, um, which from which my perspective, know. <laughs> what, what's that? I was like, for all the y'all who don't know, that's kind of silly. You're not intimidating. <laughs> I was going to say, from my perspective, that is sort of uh, interesting. I'm not a physically intimidating guy. I'm average height and, uh, but I'm, I'm, slimmer than average for the American. <laughs> so like, I'm not a big dude. I don't take up a lot of physical space. Um, but you know, it's probably much more the fact that like, I'm their professor. I am in charge of their grades. I am, you know, a, a person not necessarily physically intimidating, but like positionally intimidating. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and so it can feel like a big hurdle to walk through a door for something that doesn't seem like it's meant for you, kind of. I mean, and I'm thinking back in terms of um, some of the things we said, like, if you're going to meet with a professor, like, you know, come prepared and have some questions ready and, and stuff like that. And thinking, like, what, does that make it sound like you have a to have... Formal, what's that? Does it make it sound like a formal sort of don't waste my time. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like this is a thing where it's it's a it's a big deal, and you don't want to offend them. And and certainly there are times when I'm frustrated with a student who comes in and like, so do you have any questions? And they're uh, you're like, no, I just don't know how to do it. I'm like, okay, so where did you, you know, where'd you lose the thread? And like, well, the beginning. It's like, what do you do? Nothing. It's like, okay. I'm trying. I'm trying to find out you know, where, where the confusion is and I'm, and it feels like I'm just kind of slamming into a wall every time <laughs> about it. And that's kind of the thing that I was thinking about, but like from the general perspective, I think I would want students to, to think of an approach office hours as a low hurdle. Like this is something where if you are like, I don't understand this concept, I don't understand epistemologies. You know, so you could come in like, I don't understand epistemologies professor, please help me to understand this, you know, and that's, that's the purpose of office hours, as opposed to, you know, I don't understand epistemologies and your professor be like, well, go read the book. Yeah, no. That, that should not be, shouldn't, should never be what's, what's going on, you know. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess part of a, like, you know, come prepared kind of situation is mostly don't expect me to decide what we're going to talk about. 
Um, like mm. if you're coming to me, I expect that you have one, a reason, and it could just be to chit chat, which is totally fine. Just also be aware that, you know, if someone's standing outside the door and you're just talking about your socks or whatever, that maybe you should move along. I mean, they're nice socks. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy those conversations. Um, but also just kind of come, can I talk to you? And they're like, well, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, like kind of like what you were saying. And I'm mm -hmm. like, well, a more structured sort of question or, you know, can you explain the assignment to me again? Even that is more structured than, you know, I just need your help. Right. Yeah. And I, and I really like the way you articulated that because I think that's kind of what I was searching for is that I, I want, I want to help. And I think everybody who's, who's having office hours, you know, wants to help. Uh, but often we don't know, we don't know where it is. Like we, we have this sort of, we have this problem almost that we have so much perspective. We have so many students, we've seen them at so many levels. We have this like super broad view of the subject. And so we're like, I need help on, you know, your subject. You're like, yes, I'm ready to do this. But to me, my subject is like everything. <laughs> <laughs> right. The physics of what? Let's, let's go. Yeah. I'm teaching an introductory <laughs> course to physics. It's kind of a thing, you know, it's you been know. around for a while. And then there, to me, there can seem like a lot of nuance in some of these things where I, I understand that a student doesn't see those nuances, but I don't know which, which of the like 25 facets of this topic, you know, are, are the ones, the way they're thinking about it, you know, and so I don't know. I don't know how to start. I don't know how to how to get in to their perspective and into uh, what they're having difficulty with without guidance from them. You know, right. and so it's it, yeah, it's not like you have to know a bunch. You can know nothing. We we just need. I mean, it, it's kind of expected. Like you're you're taking the class, right? And you, I expect you to not know my subject, you know, that deeply. Um, I I just need an in. I yeah. need like yeah. I don't this thing, please explain this thing. <laughs> as long as you yeah, have one then, of those. Yeah, and stop me if you're like, wait, 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 what? Okay, maybe I need you to back up to where that thing is. <laughs> because right. if, that, if this is contingent on that, then maybe I need to know that before this. Right, and, and it, can, it certainly can be like that, this sort of almost exploratory uh, kind of a thing. Sometimes you're like, this homework problem, I don't understand. Hey, that's great, that's a thing. <laughs> Let's well, look sometimes at it. you're like, I don't understand uh, net force. You know, I'm like, all right, well, let's talk about this blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, yeah, but what's friction? It's like, all right, let's back <laughs> this one up. Let's first talk about some friction so that we can then take, bring it into the context of net force in this particular situation, you know, and that's, that's okay, you know. Um, so, yeah, I like that. Having, having an object, a thing, a list, like this thing, like, and, and to be... I don't want to like shame anybody or anybody feel feel like inadequate. It's like as specific as you can make it. Right. So, and if that's too specific, it'll come out. And if it's not specific enough, uh, you know, the idea, my idea anyway, is to try to drill down to find what it is that where the problem is coming from. If you're willing to work with me, um, and I'm not going to yell at you. No. In fact, uh, that's, I set these, this time aside just for these things. And I would, oh my gosh, a thousand times rather have a student come in and say, I really don't understand what's going on with this, you know, assignment. 
than to have them turn in something that's a hot mess and then have them leave me a note being like, I was confused the whole time. Because in my mind, I'm going, why did you not come talk to me? I would have, I would love to clarify things before you start crying and hating me. Um, yes, so please. You can complete the assignment correctly the first time, as opposed to having to completely rewrite it now that you did not do so well on your first draft. That saves everybody so much time and frustration. Yeah, we, I mean, we all come to these things, you know, from our own point of view. And so, you know, from the student point of view, it was unclear and uh, their professor didn't provide the information they needed, maybe felt un unapproachable for, for one reason or another. But from the professor side of things, from like just a, as a person, like, I, I'm trying anyway to give you this assignment to explain what's you know needed for this assignment. I am open to questions about the assignment and to providing help on the assignment, and then to get feedback was like I didn't understand this assignment, and then maybe either explicitly or implied, uh, you're a bad professor. <laughs> My favorite though is not, that's usually not phrased as I didn't understand the assignment. Usually it's this assignment was so confusing. Right, right. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Which again, you know, it's like, it, I, it, it may be meant neutrally. It might have right. been, but that's not how I read it. Right. It, it is easy as somebody who is developing and trying to communicate you know the need the, the the requirements of the assignment to students to take it personally to feel like oh you know this this bad assignment means that you're saying that i'm a bad professor is like and then to feel defensive about that uh, at least momentarily to like no it's not <laughs> i worked really hard on this assignment. well i i hope at least as a writing professor i know that my comments sometimes can be read certain ways and so I do try to be like, okay, it's just not phrased that well. But if I don't get all angry because you tell me how confusing my assignment is and how it wasn't clear at all, then I won't get, then you shouldn't get angry at me when I'm like, I'm not sure what your thesis statement is. Um, just because, you know, we need to try to read each other. I, that's a tangent. That's a side note, but I'm just putting it out there. I'm writing a paper right now about commentary. And so it's at the forefront of my mind. Right. Well, I certainly... Uh... I do a lot of commenting on reflection papers because I do them in my non-first-year writing seminar 101 classes. Um, and I'm always sort of cognizant of, I am commenting on what's meant to be like the structure or the, the writing, but often it's very personal and, and can be very emotional for the writer. And so I'm always, I always feel like I'm spending a lot of time kind of just setting it up. <laughs> because I don't want to just say a thing too bluntly and have it feel like I'm critiquing their experience or their uh, their emotional reaction to their experience, right? I, like, that's never my intention. It's always my intention on those to, to comment on the writing and how the writing can communicate what they want to better as opposed to critiquing the individual, right? Uh, but that's... <laughs> relates to office hours I will make a connection here yes please go ahead I was, I was about to but do it at least and you know writing teachers are not the only ones who give feedback as you just you know made a very clear case for there you're going to get feedback on writing from hopefully all kinds of people across campus 
if you don't understand those comments and you don't feel like you can revise your paper based on those comments, go to office hours. Because if a student's like, hey, I'm not really sure what you meant by this, my first reaction is, huh, let me look at it or tell me what I wrote. Because you know, I'm commenting on 50 papers at a time. And you know, I, I'm a pretty heavy commenter, and so an individual could get quite a few comments. It's very possible that it doesn't make actual sense, you know, like <laughs> that I left out a word or I put the wrong word in, well, or I'm like, huh, now that I read that, let's just ignore it. You know, certainly, yeah, I've certainly had those as well. And and that's usually not a high percentage. Like no, maybe. it's not. But still, if you're legitimately like, what the hell are they talking about here? And you really are like, I don't know what to do with this comment, but I feel like it's important. That's the perfect reason to come to office hours. I just wanted to talk to you about the, this comment. Can you explain it a little? Yeah. Absolutely. Let me get it. Yeah. I, I will say that the, again, it's just like this perception, like what my, let's say like what my wife pays attention to most, you know, in our daily lives in our house is different than what I do. So sometimes I'll say something uh, and she'll be like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh yeah, the blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'll have to explain in the other way as well. And the same with your professors. Yes. Like, it is rare, relatively rare to be like, this comment is total garbage, but it is going to be a hundred percent true that I will not remember the comments I put on your paper no. because I put too many comments on too many papers. I just won't remember that one. So we'll just, we'll just need a little bit of time to contextualize and, and then to move forward. And then maybe it, it may just end up being a garbage comment. It's true. That happens sometimes. <laughs> It really, I mean, it does happen. Like you said, it's not super often, but every now and then I'm like, huh. <laughs> yeah. But usually it's, there's something there. that I'm picking up on and I just, I've just said it poorly. So yeah. let's rearticulate that. Let's come back to that. Let's say it a different way. Let's, let's talk about the kinds of things that I was seeing in that paragraph. Cause usually I comment yeah. paragraph by paragraph and, you know, and usually I have to reread the whole paragraph before the comment, comment makes sense too, right? Right, so yeah. I need like, you know, I, that's, I like when students bring their work in to me to talk about that during office hours, either before they get started or maybe while they're revising because having like their work right in front of me and reading it slowly and take, you know, and kind of being like, okay, here's my thoughts. And you know, I don't know. I like having that kind of conversation about writing. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things I wanted to bring up is that office hours, um, I think we should think of them as a conversation between you and a, a tutor. Less so much the professor as, as in the position of power and holding your grade in their hand, which is not wrong, but that's not the important, that's not the salient aspect here. For office hours, the important part is that this is somebody who should be able to assume they <laughs> can articulate things, tell you precisely what needs to be improved. But it does need this, it is this interpersonal, we're talking about these different perspectives that people have. It, it does need to be a conversation and to come in and talk about, you know, I don't understand this. Okay, do you understand this other thing? No, all right, we gotta start there because we need this. We need, you know, this, this is a foundation to get to the thing that you just mentioned. So let's talk about that and let's figure that out and let's move forward. Or I don't understand the math on this problem. Like, I don't even know what equation to use. Okay, what concept are we using? Let's talk about that. Let's figure that out. Then let's talk about which equations like are associated with that. That's usually the process that I'm going through when students come in with say physics homework, you know? And so it's, 
is a conversation between you and a experienced tutor, but maybe not trained in tutoring. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. you know, you go to a tutoring center, those students or peers or professional tutors generally are trained, but like so many things with our professors, they are educators who are not trained with like a master's in education or yeah. pedagogy. They're, they're just a high level of what they do. So, uh, so we, it, it does probably requires a little bit more work than say a high school teacher who has to be certified to teach within their subject field and has to have taken pedagogy or teaching classes so they know what good strategies there are for teaching. Um, but, you know, as professors, we don't have to do that. So it can be a little, uh, it, it, it can be a little, you got to work with us a little bit more sometimes yeah, exactly. because we're, we're just a little rough around the edges in that respect. Yeah. So one of the things we were talking about before we started recording was, um, so I changed institutions in the last fall and at new faculty orientation, um, one of the things that they said they were suggesting to all faculty, but they, they were, you know, because they had us in a room together, that they wanted us to consider how we worded office hours on our syllabus because it had come to their attention um, that students thought when office hours was, was listed on the syllabus that that meant that was time for the professor to be working in their office and not necessarily a time for students to visit. So they were suggesting that we rename it student hours. And so I, I kind of want to rename it visitation hours now. Yeah, yeah. You see me in my cell. Visitation. It sounds like a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Conversation hours. Talk time. Talk time. I that don't know. That sounds so lame. It, it does. sounds like a bad app. <laughs> <laughs> it's talk time, yo. Um, but I start seeing yeah, ads for talk time on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just so used to saying office hours. That's what I always had as a student is what I've always had as a professor. So I have a feeling it will take me a little while to transition to saying student hours. Um, I can't say that I had any more students visiting during my student hours than my office hours the previous year. <laughs> but um, it, at least I think maybe made it clearer to students that that time really was theirs as opposed to mine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. And I think I'll change uh, the name. I'll try to come up with something not too catchy. Trying to sound cool is a losing game at this point in my life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm now 40. And so uh, I only try to use slang when I want to sound lame. Yeah. Yeah. Like ironically. Yes. Like yes. That's when I want to kill something for my students. Yeah, that's when I use that. I use that word. I'm like, now you can't use this anymore because I've used it and it's just not cool. Yeah. <laughs> You're mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's the reality. If I got on TikTok, everyone would have to get off. Yeah, I don't want to have to figure out anything else. I don't have time for that. And plus, fine. people sound older than have me. their own space. They can have it. I'm fine. That's true. So um, how have your office hours or have they changed uh, during the last half of the semester um, when being online? And I have actually considered offering online office, well, student time, even if we go back face to face, just to say I'm available during this time. If you want to, if you want to physically come in, yes. Or if you want to Zoom or Google Hangout, also yes. 
Yeah, I'm actually thinking of doing doing that as well. I think I, I, I like that you mentioned that to be available in both formats yeah. at the same time. That's something I hadn't thought about, but I think that's that's great and awesome. And I think I'll, I'll do that. So they don't have to walk across campus if they don't want well, to. I think just do it or, on their phone if they wanted to. You right, know? yeah. So like I could be sitting at home in my dark office while they're out lying in the grass working on homework, you know, that's keeping my skin pasty. <laughs> Um, I, <laughs> I was certainly, I was thinking like, so I'm not on campus one day. Oh, well, uh, that would be a great day. Right. And so I was like, well, maybe I'll do, I'll do two in person. I'll be physically in my office, you know, for, you know, open door hours or whatever. And on Thursdays when I'm not there, I'll have an hour, an office hour where, you know, I'll, I'll be on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> they can, and they can drop in uh, if they want. Certainly, I, 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 all my office hours are on Zoom in the second half of the semester. Uh, and that worked pretty well. Um, I do have, usually for my 200 level course uh, or courses technique, because I have one every semester, I have usually a student or two who is driven, uh, often by the desire to get a good grade in that class. It's a harder class, not because I want it to be, just the, the subject matter is difficult. Uh, and so I usually have a student or two uh, a, a, during that course sequence who will be in like every week. And so, you know, I had one this last year and so she was in, in my office hours pretty often, but regularly. And so she was on, on Zoom basically every week, maybe twice a week. In the, in the back half of the semester, and they're like, okay, I'm working on the homework. I'm having trouble with this problem. And so then we go through the homework, which is a fine way to use office hours. Like I'm not going to do the problem for her, but I am there to ask leading questions and to provide a little bit more perspective and to kind of try to suss out where she needs a nudge or a pointer so that she can move in, that, in the correct direction. Right. Makes sense. So I don't know. I'm thinking about doing that. I actually, um, we had already been doing things on Google and I already had their Gmail addresses and they already had their papers on Google. So I just did Google Hangouts or I guess it's Google Meet now. I don't know. I think Meet is different. I I'm not think, sure. I don't know because I have like a Google, okay, it's, this is a side note for sure. So right now we are we well not right now we're technically on zoom but you know we chatted on google hangout but then when i logged on to my gmail this morning it's like meet is now inside gmail and i'm like and it's in the place where hangouts was i have yeah so i'm i'm just looking at mine i have it right above chat is sort of what um, hangouts so, so looks like meet the video and chat the chat <laughs> i think so we'll report back okay. <laughs> unimportant yeah. at this point yeah. in time well, but yeah but so we just because i already had their stuff i just invited them and we did that um because we i was thought it would be easier just to stay on one platform um sure, but i yeah. offered them and so what i did was i just kind of hung out during our class time because we didn't do anything synchronously but mm. so I, I will be available during our class time if you want to hop on and talk to me um, only a few students took me up on that. And then today we were um, interviewing someone for a position here in the tutoring center. And one of the administrators said something about, well, I think that 
students didn't visit the tutoring or writing center as much because of like uh, Zoom fatigue. And I thought, huh, because if they had a bunch of synchronous classes, they might not feel up to doing a video chat, you know, with me. Because <laughs> it is exhausting, right? It's true. As as we've been spending all this time online, like I've had so many headaches, my neck is killing me. And I just, I'm like, why am I so drained? It just feels like it takes so much to do it. So I could see why having only online office hours might not be tempting, especially if everything else is online. Yeah, if I had a recliner with the keyboard in my lap with mouse and the TV above my head on the ceiling, then, you know, online meetings 24 hours a day may not be that big of a deal. I thought that would hurt my back after a while because, you know, old. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I was just thinking about that too. Um, so I don't know what the fall is going to look like, but I, I do think that I'm hoping that some of the things that we were doing, we we're kind of reconsidering. Just one thing that I'm reconsidering is to have availability for both in-person and online, if that's a possibility. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think I, I'm going to go that route as well, um, just because, I mean, it works fine. There may be something that I need to uh, implement to indicate when I am you know, with somebody online, because if there's somebody in my office, it's really easy to see. Like, you look in, my door has a little window. There's two heads in there instead of one. Yeah. <laughs> so you'd be like, nope, someone's but in there. if you do the waiting room on Zoom, you could always say, you know, if you're in the waiting room... It's I was just thinking if I'm going to be available with both in person and online at the same time, oh, then wow. I need something to indicate to somebody who looks in the window, be like, yes, I'm actually talking to somebody. Uh, and I'm not just like the beauty of Google because they, I would be like, are you ready for me to call? And they would be like, yes. So we had a chat before I actually did the video, mm. um, which was nice, but I don't know. Again, that's a separate thing. If everything else is using, using Zoom, it might be easier, but. I know, it's worth, um, well, it's worth trying, trying different things out and see what sticks. You know, yeah. that, was, that was a lot of my semester with office hours and yeah. a bunch of other things. are like, we're going to give this thing a shot and in a week we'll evaluate and then you let me know because <laughs> it's working or not. Yeah, it's just been, it's been a learning experience for everyone. I wanted to touch on a little bit in terms of beyond office hours. Mm. I mean, which when I say it like that, I feel like I'm doing some uh, low rent professional development to talk about online office hours. <laughs> but really what I mean is that the availability of a professor in times other than class or office hours. Oh, that's a good one. Well, I, but okay, let me also say this, and I'm sure you have this on your syllabus as well. I have set office hours because that's what works for my schedule. Um, but I always have an asterisk that says, or by appointment, right? Yes, yes. Um, would I prefer to meet with students during the time I've set aside on my calendar specifically for meeting with students? Yes, I would. But do those times work for every student all the time? No, they don't. But that does not mean that if I'm not in class and I'm not in my office hours that I'm just available. I'm not. I got things. Right. And so certainly there, I mean, there's, there's both sides of that. If, if it's, there is, it's not just that which is not forbidden is allowed and that which is not 
allowed is forbidden, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. It, it is sort of a mix in between the two. Like there are times which are not on the class syllabus when I'm not available, um, not because I'm in class and not uh, um, uh, or office hours. It's just I have other things going on. But there are also times which are not listed in which I am available or could be available. Right. And so that um, both of those are solved by uh, not being presumptive, right? Because yeah. there's, there's sort of the presumptive too much and the presumptive not enough. Like if you presume that I just don't want to talk to you or I don't have time um, or I'm just too busy. Uh, or I have no time besides this three hours in the whole week. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's, um, it's not true. It is restricting your your access as a student to me as your professor uh, uh, needlessly. Right? It is also incorrect to presume <laughs> that um, any time that I'm not teaching a class, I'm available. Yes. Because you can look at my schedule because we have to post them outside our doors and be like, oh, well, so it's not physics and it's not astronomy. Therefore, Dr. Highland is 100% able to handle whatever it is that I want from him. And that's usually, I mean, usually, I don't know, that is not always the case. Let's say that, you know, I have committee meetings and more meetings and other meetings and then some yeah, other meetings. So many meetings, you guys. So <laughs> you know, and there's grading and there's class prep, you know, if you're like, ah, Professor Highland has class in 10 minutes. He's got 10 minutes free. He's like, no, I don't actually. I really don't. I need oh, those 10 no. minutes to get my headspace right if not more than 10 minutes for well, and i'm probably frantically printing and photocopying or i'm going over slides and checking what the book says you know because my slides aren't the same as the book because i feel like that would be kind of an insult to be all like i made you buy this book and now i'm going to present what's in the book on slides why did i make you buy the book then yeah. instead i want to give you slides that are more value added different perspective kind of a thing so i need to look at the book to re refresh i need to look at my slides refresh you know and so that really 30 minutes <laughs> before my next class is I, I should be i want to be getting in my headspace for that class for that session you know what are we talking about what are we covering what did i say before so i'm ready when i go to the next slide and be like oh yeah that <laughs> you know right because even if I review, sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, that, but <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. I, want to, I want to avoid that as much as possible, feeling like I am lost in my own slides. It's not a good look. No, but let's face it, it happens. <laughs> it, ha it happens, yeah. So, you know, don't look down at your professor if a few times they're like, oh, yeah, that, right. Uh, I do that a lot. I don't, even, even though I do review before class every time, like it's like a ritual. I'm still like, oh yeah, I forgot about this slide. I think I just get so caught up in the moment of teaching that sometimes I momentarily lose track of uh, the path, which is why the slides are there. Right, right. It's to keep me from getting too far off, off track. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, uh, so that's just something to keep in mind, but like the solution to all of that, that all of that has one solution, which is just ask. Yeah. Professor Denny, I'd like to talk to you about my paper. I can't make your office hours. Is there a time we could meet? Yes. Uh, 
here, well, so let me just go ahead and just say, here's my typical response. Sure, send me two or three times that you're available over the next two or three days, unless it's really important. And sometimes I'm like, can you meet this afternoon or something? Um, but so what bothers me is when it takes 10 emails to set up an appointment. That's um, fair. That's fair. So when we're going, we're going beyond the sort of set times, I guess, is, uh, is when we want to be really... <clears throat> thoughtful in that sort of uh, trying to make it go smoothly, trying yeah. to make it go to get, you don't, cause you don't want that 20 emails back and forth and this and not that. I mean, this should not be like picking a place to eat dinner when I was in grad school, which was like, honest to God, a 30 minute process. Yeah, no. And then we walk out down State Street and sometimes we make it to the end of State Street and nothing would be selected. I'd be like, I, I hate you guys. <laughs> like we're just so going hungry. here. Whatever is right. to my left is what's happening. Right. So um, and so, also part of that too is sometimes students will email me and they're like, "Are you available any time today?" And I'm like, "Sure, I'm available at one and three thirty. And then I don't hear back from them, and I'm like sitting there, and I'm like, "Well, how long should I wait past three thirty?" you know, for them to come. And then if they, they reply two days later, oh, sorry, I didn't see this. And I'm like, well, if you're going to ask if I'm available that day, at least like triple check your email, please. Right. So that, yeah, so that the, the process in which we are setting up the sort of external meeting time is one that you want to try to be responsive and high contact with and also to streamline. And so, as Melody says, I also really like it when a student says, you know, I'd like to meet with you um, about my paper. Do you have time tomorrow at two? Yeah, or That's tomorrow fantastic. after two, right? Sure, great, or Wednesday in the morning. Fantastic, I love that. Because I'd be like, well, I cannot meet it. I don't have to say that to them. It's like, I can't meet it these times because I have classes. Like, I can meet you at this time or that time. Yeah. Do those work for you? And often, you know, we can get that pretty quickly. Um, and then, then I'll be trying to stay on top of my email, be like, are they replying back? I, like, as you do, Melody, it's like, when do I need to be here? Blah, blah, blah. You know, and then I'm hoping they're doing the same thing, trying to stay on top of their email. You may have shoot off, shot off an email like right before a class and you got to wait 50 minutes before you can get back to it. Hey, I understand. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But if you email me, like the night before, you know, do you have any time to meet with me tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah, I have time between here and here, here and here. And then I have, you know, I'll be available at three. Um, I'm staying late that, cause it means that like, if I don't have scheduled office hours and don't have a meeting, I can leave. But if I told you I'm going to be there at three, then I feel obligated to stick around on the off chance that you might show up. <laughs> yeah, Let me know. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. So if you're sending that emails like, Hey, I'm kind of stressed. It's late night. Do you have time to meet tomorrow? You know, I'm probably gonna be up way before you as a, as a student, like I'm up at six, six o'clock basically every day, you know? And so I'm probably going to see that and respond to you. So that might be the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning is check that email and then <laughs> respond. I respond at 1045 at night. And I, I mean like literally 30 seconds after they've sent it. And they still don't respond to me. Well, they may have done it right before they went to bed. Oh, they have their phone on all the time. Technically, my phone is also on all the time, but I've got quiet hours, so, you know. Well, I, I mean, I don't. 
And so I realize that what I do is not what everyone else does. That's um, true. But I guess I do expect you to check your email at the minimum every 12 hours. That seems reasonable. Yeah. So if you send me something at 1045 at night, I would expect you have checked it by 1045 the next day. But not always the case. That's a separate issue. <laughs> Different issue. I don't know if we need to do we, do we even need to have a podcast about checking your email in college? Uh, maybe because it is a big source of frustration for me. Mm, well, that's fair. That's fair. So maybe in the future. We can talk yeah, email. Well, I just, I think we have different expectations um, about what we expect students to do regarding email and they have different expectations of us regarding email and they are not aligned in my opinion. Mm. It would be nice. I'll see if I can get somebody on who's an actual student. <laughs> well, get somebody who's not, well, <laughs> so who's not responsible or whatever, because some like the responsible students have kind of figured it out. But some of them who are kind of like, la, 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 um, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. <laughs> well, and this is causing problems for meeting with us for your external office hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. my student hours for you. The student hours, yes, student hours. My open That's door hours. The help hours. Help hours. I mean, that's, that's what I'm there for, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what the... So I'm going to shop it. I'll get back to you. Where's Drew? He could have been here to help. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have to wait for his response. Yeah. Once He'll he be like, it. No, all those are dumb. Here's a better. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. So, I think we covered most of what I have here. Like, what are they? You know, what to expect, purpose, what we do. Well, we've kind of covered what we'd like. Yeah. And sort of what we talked about. And office hours versus student hours stuff. So. Well, just as a, like one small other thing, um, if we're going to be gone or missing with our office hours, we've been asked to tell our administrative assistant so that they know that we're not there and to leave a note on the door and to email the students or post something on our learning management system. So, cause it's, it's really sucks if you trek all the way across campus in the heat or the cold or whatever, and you get there and there's this post-it note, no office hours today. That is a rare occurrence for me. Every now and then I'll have to shift some stuff around, but I do try my best to send some sort of notification um, and let people know. And you know, we do get sick from time to time necessitating the cancellation of office hours. Um, but for the most part, like what, 97% of the time we are just hanging out. I mean, doing other work, but we are sitting there. Physically there for office hours. Yes. Physically hanging out. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, I mean, if you're like, if you're like, well, I have to drive all the way to wherever after work and it's going to be a 30 minute thing. That's the time that you probably want to confirm an appointment. Right, right, right. <laughs> if you're already in the building and you're just going to swing by for a five-minute quick chat about something that's not like your entire life is hinging upon, then yeah, you could probably stop by. But I mean, things do get in the way, I guess. That 3% of the time, we might not be there. Yes, there is there's a possibility, but 
we usually try our best to do that. It's pretty rare. Uh, to, or to not do that and to let everyone know uh, if that happens. Yeah, yeah so um, we use Outlook and um, I block off that time so that no one can schedule appointments with me. My students don't use Outlook to schedule appointments, but like other people who are looking for a meeting time with me, like people across campus, they'll check my availability. That time is not available for them. It is only available for my students. Right. Well, and we have to submit those office hours in my institution to Academic yeah. Affairs, who is my boss. And part of the yeah, reason to do like that. Print them out and have them on the wall so that if a student comes in and says, Where's Dr. Denny's office? Does she have office hours right now? And they're like, Oh, it's down the hall. And actually, yes, she's scheduled to be here for the next 30 minutes. If right. I'm not there, <laughs> it causes a big thing. Right. Yeah. And and I think part of it is also like for committees and what are called ad hoc committees and not they're called standing committees. Standing committees meet all the time or meet regularly ad hoc. There's like, here's the thing we need to do and the task we need to get done. And then once the task is done, the committee is dissolved or disbanded. Yeah. Um, certainly, I think it's important for the uh, administrative assistant, you know, like we need to meet to determine, I don't know what, you know, how to distribute funds for international baccalaureate travel, whatever, whatever. Uh, those office hours are part of that. A part of yeah. the not available times right exactly. unless they help people know where you're supposed to be and schedule for meetings and stuff like that right? right every so often i will be like the only time that we can meet is during my office hours and be like okay well i'll let students know and that i won't be available and then i'll go to that meeting but like the assumption is that if they had to meet then i wouldn't be there right the decision that i make to inform my students to go as opposed to the assumption that I'm going to go. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, um, so I, guess I, I just wanted to communicate that those are part of our schedule, not just like, oh, it's on the syllabus, it's whatever. But those are pretty serious for us for a variety of reasons. Right. Um, and that we did set that side of time just for students um, and that we're like there. 97% of the time, if not more. So yeah. Right. Yeah. If you have a professor who has stated office hours and all of them should, and that you drop by <clears throat> regularly or even a few times and they're not there and you, you know, inform them. You know, sometimes like, I mean, go to the bathroom. So I'm just going to walk down the hall, go to the bathroom real quick during my, my office hours, yeah. you know? Uh, so you might stop by and I'm not there. If you wait like three minutes, you, you will see me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you know, if they're just literally not there regularly during the office hours, that's something which they do have to remedy. Especially yeah. if you're like, hey, Professor Denny, like I stopped by your office hours three times this week, which is probably all of your office hours. Yeah. And you weren't there any time. Um, can we make an appointment? Yeah. And then you yeah. do it again and it's like then a couple of times of that, then you're like, hey, VPAA or provost. Dr. Denny is never going <laughs> for her office hours. Yeah, to ask of, first, it could be that I have accidentally typed in the wrong office hours somewhere, or I have my, I get confused sometimes. It's, it's possible. Well, that should come up when, the, you know, when yeah. the student informs you that, hey. Which I would appreciate because chances are I have crossed a wire. <laughs> right. I mean, it could be like you just, you pulled the syllabus from last semester. And forgot and to update it. I forgot to update the office hours. That's you know, like that. 
I'm usually good about that, but that is definitely a thing that can happen. Well, and it's usually the last thing I decide. Yes, um, that's true. And so I usually highlight it on my syllabus as something that I need to go back and fix. Um, and so it's usually the last thing I put into the syllabus before I, you know, put it anywhere online for students to see. So yeah, it's a real possibility that I have uh, flubbed that a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to mention that just because, I mean, it's something that I think that we're all pretty dedicated to. All right. I think that covers it. I think so. Right. If you have a question for me, you can reach me I'm, uh, on Twitter. I'm at Dr. Hyland, D-O-C-T-O-R-H-Y-L-A-N-D, or send me an email, peter.o.hyland, H-Y-L-A-N-D, at gmail.com. All right, I'll see everybody whenever again I get back to uploading another one. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.